Welcome to the Traveling Image Makers Podcast, your source of inspiration about travel photography. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we bring you on a tour around the world with our guests. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Traveling Image Makers podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Velasco. Unfortunately, Ugo can't be with us today, and so I will be doing this recording on my own, but with my good friend, Luca Asenko. Luca, welcome to the show. Hey, Ralph. Thanks for the invitation. Uh, it's been a while since we spoke, and I'm really happy to be here again. Yes, and uh, if people will recall, if you recognize Luca's name, which you probably do, uh, he and I spoke back in episode 107, and I looked, and it was about two and a half years ago. So in our industry, as you can imagine, a lot can change in a couple months, we're realizing. Um, but uh, even in two and a half years, a lot can happen. So uh just for a little bit of background, uh, Luke and I have known each other probably seven or eight years now, and he was the tour operator that helped me put together our highlights of the Adriatic tour, uh, which I haven't run for a few years now, but uh, that was to Slovenia, Croatia, and Montenegro, and uh, he put together an amazing trip, a wonderful scouting trip, and so he and I became fast friends. Uh, Luca, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what's going on with you these days? Well, a lot of things changed, Ralph, since we met uh, last time. Uh, it was, like you said, two and a half years ago or so. And uh, I, I'm still doing photo tours as my main business here in this region. So, like you mentioned, from Montenegro, Croatia, Slovenia. I recently also expanded to Italy. Tuscany, Dolomites, I also do Austria, and uh, all this region, which is around Slovenia. So I consider everything my home territory, uh, which is within like four or five hours drive. And this is the area I really know really well. And uh, right now with these lockdowns, with this COVID-19, I'm actually working on PhotoHound, which we're going to uh, introduce later and also just doing stuff that I couldn't do before. I started with vlogging and I also explore Slovenia with my camera, the places I always wanted to do, but I was too busy with my workshops. This is shortly what I do lately. Wow. I'm surprised there's any part of Slovenia that you haven't been to. <laughs> oh, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know this region, as you uh, you know, as as Luca uh, ticks off these countries that he specializes in, I am just salivating because it is one of the most beautiful places in the world that I've ever been to, and it's it's so cool that this is your home and your playground and your and your work as well. And uh, in a way, I'm I'm jealous, but in a good way. Um, I, I know a lot of these areas. I, I don't know the Dolomites at all, to, to be honest. Uh, and I know Ugo lives right in that area, and he travels there quite a bit because uh, that's sort of his backyard. And uh, 
Montenegro has always been one of my favorite countries, kind of a little bit off the beaten path. And, uh, you know, you and I, when we were doing the scouting trip, had to be five, six, seven years ago, I remember the two of us sitting at a waterfront cafe uh, in Parast, Montenegro, and we just were chatting, having a few beers, and you started telling me about uh, this new app that you were involved in creating, and it was called Snap Guides, right, at that time? Yes, that's correct. Snap Guides was our first attempt, and... Uh... We started about five years ago with it. So when we were talking in Montenegro, that was still pre-public release. Mm -hmm. uh, and then since then, we released the app. We were on the market for about three, four years. And we got really amazing feedback, but we had to change the business model uh, for different reasons. So this is why we uh discontinued this one and introduced brand new name and a new app as well yeah so tell us about the transition from snap guides to photohound and what exactly photohound is yes uh the main reason uh to change from snap guides to photohound was that we couldn't grow content fast enough because we had guides which were curated by individual photographers and we could maybe publish five between five and ten guides per year which is really really slow in terms of expanding business right so we figured out what if we open the platform for community so people could add content themselves and we would have curators who would review everything that's been added before we publish it online so this is how PhotoHound was born. And we had to change the name as well because it's not really guides anymore. So Snap Guides was a bit misleading name. So we decided to call it PhotoHound. And we kind of liked this name because we wanted to have a bit less formal, less uh, serious name, you know, and Hound, you know, Basset Hounds. Mm -hmm. Beagles, all these little dogs are kind of a nice and cute and everything. And this is why we <laughs> chose the name this way. And also, and so hounds kind of are, for, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hounds are the dogs who are looking for, uh, you know, helping hunters find the prey or their trophies and everything. So it kind of uh, relates to photography and finding places to photograph as well. Yeah. Yeah, so PhotoHound nowadays, uh, we, since switching from SnapGuides a year and a half ago to uh, PhotoHound, we almost quadrupled the content that we have, which is uh, right now we have about 4,500 locations, everything verified for correct information. And this is all around the world. So the global map uh, in US, we have about 900 locations. In UK, we have about 900 locations. Slovenia is my home country uh, where I edit most of the content myself. We have close to 400 locations to photograph. So the content is growing much faster now and the community is growing. And right now we are about to release the mobile app as well. Great, so uh, where can people find the, the website? 
Uh, it's easy. Just type in photohound.co. Uh, right. Be careful. It's not com, but it's co. Right. At the end. Photohound.co. So sure. Yes. And uh, so it's a community curated uh, app that helps uh, and shares all beautiful locations around the world that people might want to discover and photograph. So if I'm going to Slovenia, I can uh, see upwards of 400 different locations that uh, have mostly been curated by you, coincidentally, in Slovenia. But uh, this is a great way for who doesn't know a place and is going there, maybe has a limited amount of time, doesn't you know have the time to go and explore and discover on their own to really get a jump start on uh, the great locations. And and you're talking about exactly kind of where to stand and put your tripod kind of uh, detail, right? Uh, I would argue that it's more about guidelines, not exactly instructions where to set up your tripod you know we okay. try to encourage people to be creative to find their own views and their own photography sure. but we help them inspire and find places where to go so uh, the main information we are giving is uh, of course the location time where to go when to go and how to get there which is also important right Sure. And also this anecdotal information that you cannot really describe with, uh, I don't know, just some icons or uh, coordinates, but also is very helpful. Like you can use tripod in this particular cathedral or something like this, you know. Mm. And uh, one really important aspect here is, and the photographic community is talking about this a lot lately, is shall we share information about locations or not mm -hmm. and we believe we should but really we should do this responsibly so uh, if you think that location would get ruined or damaged if people know about it then we don't want to publish this on our platform and we also created guidelines about responsible photography and we want to incorporate this educational part into our platform as well i i think that is so important and such a great distinction and i'm glad you brought that up um, because uh, i'm sure a lot of people have a question about that uh, because you know you could have a, a location and suddenly the word gets out and then it just gets trampled or overrun and uh, you know, I don't know if that's going to be a problem for a while now in, in these COVID-19 days, but uh, certainly in the future. So I, I love that idea of responsible photography, and uh, I think it uh, it certainly makes the app that much more uh, interesting uh, for someone like me. And, and the fact that it's not, you know, this is exactly where you need to put your tripod, because like you say, it's about being creative, you know, kind of giving people, uh, you know, a starting point. And then now that you, you've got an idea that there's this this wonderful opportunity here, uh, put your own spin on it, right? Yes, exactly. And uh, one thing that is really important in photography and people often forget about this, why are we doing photography in first place? And it's about ourselves, right? About our passion for photography, about our passion about places 
be it nature, be it trial photography or cities, architecture. It's this is the main reason why we do photography and we don't want to hurt these places, right? Mm -hmm. We want to keep them as they are and photograph them next time as well. So I think photographers are uh, most of us are very uh, aware of this. And talking about this responsible photography, I would mention that it's not only nature, you know, leave no trace and everything. This is quite well known already, these principles of responsible photography in nature. But there's also the cultural part, you know, when you go, when you travel to third world countries or even Italy, for example, you should behave properly also for fellow photographers, for local people who live there. You know, we should take into account everybody's interest here. Absolutely. And that's anywhere in the world uh, being culturally aware, uh, trying to blend in. And for my tours and I know for your tours, you know, one of our jobs is to uh, set people up for what to expect in the location. I know when when uh, we put together trips, uh, it's about letting people know what they can expect when they're there. Uh, do you do anything with regards to, you know, it's not just about nature photography, because I know you're, you probably lean more towards landscape and nature because you're, you're a mountain climber and you, you live in the Julian Alps. But uh, is there anything in the app, uh, you talked about, you know, whether or not tripods might be allowed in this cathedral or something. Uh, do you do anything, because you know, one of the big questions with I often get is, uh, do you tip the locals? Is there anything like that kind of information in the app that, you know, in one country like Cuba, it's almost obligatory, but in Cambodia, you know, it's really frowned upon by the locals and they, they um, you know, they, they wouldn't, they don't want to be tipped. Um, do you have any type of that kind of information in there, Luca? Uh, you mean when photographers are taking photos of local people in this case, right? Yeah. Do you try, you know, like, uh, you know, okay, in this country, you know, expect, you know, th that maybe you need to tip now and then anything yeah. like that. I'm just asking about that particular part of it. Yes. This is very specific to a location. You know, sure. for example, if you're in Morocco, you probably know it, right? You've been mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Marrakesh, everybody expects payment if you take photos of them. Yep. But as soon as you go out of the city to the mountains of Atlas or to the coastal region, this is not the case anymore. So you cannot just say like a general rule for the countries like this, but you have yep. to know about specific areas. Right. And this is why we actually we are right now integrating for every single location that is being added to our platform also this responsible photography components. So the contributor of the location has to tick off what applies to this place particularly. Great. And this is going to be visible then to the viewer, to the users of the platform. Yeah, that's, that's just fantastic. That's invaluable information. And, and like I say, especially if you only have a couple days, maybe you don't have time to research it even before you go. And this way, you know what to expect and, uh, you know, how to act appropriately when you're there. And uh, I think that's so important. 
Uh, what are, uh, you know, something else that I, I know that you also have, and there's things like uh, parking and where the trailhead starts in some areas. What are some of the other types of information that people can find in the app? Yes, this is what you mentioned is very important. For example, if you have coordinates for a location in London, it's very different if you have coordinates for a location in a national park somewhere where there's no public transport or only hiking trails, right? So in the first place, you only need to know where's the closest metro station. That's all you need to know to get there. And when you're in the mountains, you have to know where to park your car, where the trail starts, where is this trail fork trail. So the trail goes into two or three different ways and you need to decide left or right. So we have integrated into every location several markers where a photographer or a contributor can explain details like this. So here you can leave the parking here is a good parking for your car. This is where the trail starts. And at this section here, be careful and keep to the left. For example, I'm just saying this uh, out of my mind right now. Uh, So sometimes, you know, you only get coordinates and you want to visit this place, but then you realize that there's no parking and maybe there's only one way road and you didn't know that. So you have to go all the way around and you risk a parking ticket maybe, or even you get lost because you didn't know which trail leads to this particular spot. So if you don't have this local knowledge, then you, you're you very likely to miss the opportunity to get the shot you want, right? Right, because uh, obviously photography is all about the light and timing and weather, and you've got that type of information in there for sure as well, right? Yes, we do. So it, it's so important to know what season to go and you know, different times of year. Uh, is there any information about, uh, I don't know, uh, things like festivals in a location? Yes. One thing that we started with PhotoHound and it wasn't there in uh, Snapguides or any other competing company or website does not have this is events. Yep. So events are different than locations right for obvious reasons so we also offer contributor when people decide to add a location or a spot or an event to choose is this a spot or location which you can visit throughout the year and it's dependent on the location only or is this an event that happens once a year or regularly every month or every week or so and this is a big difference and we added events and people kind of like this idea because it gives you uh, another perspective on how to organize your photography trip what about uh like market days i've got to think something like that's in there as well right yeah that's actually a good idea and sometimes it's hard to decide is this an event or is this a location because a marketplace for example would be always on the same place but only on specific days right Mm -hmm. you could put it into either category so we leave this up to our curators to decide is this event or is this a spot so it's not really black and white sometimes you need to make a call right sure sure because uh 
I remember one of my favorite markets is the one in, in your hometown, Ljubljana. And I th- is it Fridays, uh, the market down Saturdays. in Saturdays. Saturdays, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. It's so fantastic. And uh, I would, you know, if I only had three days and I'm putting together a trip uh, and I only had, say, three days, it's possible that I can miss that market if I didn't know about it. So having an app that told me, you know, market day here is on Saturdays, it's in this location, uh, they don't allow tripods, et cetera, et cetera. That would be truly invaluable information for my planning. Um, so that's where I could really see this app uh, coming in handy. What about things? Is it updated on uh, some sort of regular basis? Can can a f- photographer that's coming after let's say, I don't know if there's like a main curator of a location, but can someone add to that that could say, you know what, uh, the market's under construction, you know, I'm finding that the market is under construction, or the Charles Bridge in Prague has a scaffolding all over it, but that's obviously something that's going to be a temporary thing. Is it that updated uh, that often, Luca? That's actually a really good observation, Ralph, and uh, this is a feature that's coming. Uh, we are a very small team with limited resources. Uh, we are a team of four right now. So it's uh, Jules. Uh, she's one of the original uh, founders. Uh, she's in London. Then we have uh, Matthew. He's a web developer from Wales. And recently, a fourth uh, member joined us, uh, Anton, and he's from Berlin, and he's a mobile developer. So you can imagine that a small team can only do this much uh, in this time period. So, uh, But what we are saying is very, very important feature for us, and we want to implement this by the end of the year. Right now, people can report a spot if there is any missing or incorrect information, there is a simple way to do it. It's just one click and you can send us direct note. Okay, this particular spot has uh, some weird information considering this and this, and we can review this and update the spot ourselves. But what's coming is like a Wikipedia style where users or the community can update spots themselves. And we have a log of all the updates. So you will see this spot was updated 10 days ago. You know, so you can see, okay, if it was updated maybe five years ago, maybe you should double check some information. But if it was updated recently, you should consider it pretty much reliable, right? Right. Yeah, because I, I always thought that that would be good information. And I can understand a small team. Uh, you know, these are, are features that I'm sure you'll continually add into the app as you uh, think of them or people recommend them and you have the resources to implement them. Uh, but uh, I always either thought that, uh, you know, maybe someone comes to a, a place and, and I don't know, there's a protest or something that just popped up that, uh, you know, someone sort of coming behind them might like to know about and, and so it's that curated, but you know that 
you know, being able to update that quickly, I'm sure throws in a whole nother set of, uh, problems for the developer. Um, but, uh, yeah, for, for planning purposes, especially if you only have a certain amount of days, I would want to, you know, try to plan my trip around a market day or something that happens on a particular day in a place or, you know, even a monthly activity or yearly and, uh, or I may want to avoid it. Uh, you know, there's times when I, I, I want to avoid big festivals and, you know, maybe the town is, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's probably not the case for a while. But, uh, you know, there's some sort of a convention in town and all the hotels are going to be booked up. And I, I that's something I would want to avoid instead of actually attracting me to the place. But yes, that's true. And these are actually important aspects also for our photo tours right ralph when we plan a new trip that's one of the first things we consider absolutely and and that's what gets me thinking like this you know not just being a photographer but being someone that does plan tours and and that's why it's imperative for me to work with guys like you in the destination you know because i might have an idea or i might have an opening in my schedule for a a, a week or two week trip, you know, and I was like, you know, I'd love to do, you know, Slovenia, but then you tell me, well, that's, you know, that's exactly when such and such a conventions in town or, you know, whatever something's happening that I might want to avoid that place, or it might make the prices go up because of demand and those kinds of things. So that's, that's where the local tour operator like yourself really comes in handy. Yeah, that's very important. The local knowledge is the key here in photography, well, in tourism in general, right? Absolutely. But Absolutely. for photography, sometimes even more so. Well, um, you know, as we kind of wind things down, tell me how, uh, number one, people can join the community and um, are, if, if there's already, you know, let's say, you know, I know Ljubljana really well, but you've already got it curated is it a matter of me just adding to what's already there or is there a separate one that's i don't know my perspective on it i mean how can our listeners join your community get involved and and contribute places that they know really well well it's as easy as visiting the website and register for the first time and when you're on the home screen you can already see add location in the top right corner of the app. I would suggest to see our tutorial first to see how we do this, how we find the exact location on the map, because that's one of the key elements, right? To get coordinates perfectly. Sure. Yeah. And I would also suggest to check out a few locations, uh, how they are written first, you know, to see mm -hmm. what information are we looking for uh, what is expected, uh, because we are not approving every spot that's been added, mm -hmm. uh, because quality matters here. We don't want to become next Google Maps or next Flickr when it's bloated with useless content, so it becomes too hard to find the relevant information. And you're never sure if this is correct or not, right? Our main goal is we prefer to have less locations, but reliable information. This is why we also reward our best contributors. We invite them into our 
revenue share system. So uh, once we introduce subscriptions, we will be sharing part of the revenue with our best contributors. So for example, if somebody's added uh, like, I don't know, 100 locations around the world or in their home area, they will be eligible to part of the income we uh, get from subscriptions. This is our way to give back to community. And also we'll be giving part of our revenue back to the environment, to nonprofit organizations. Uh, we are a small company, we are bootstrapping this, and we don't want to become any big corporation or anything or take venture capital in because we really want to build community and be part of it and try to make a positive difference to our environment, to educate people, to bring photographers together. This is what we are passionate about. And this is what we are looking for. And uh, I would also say uh, we will appreciate any feedback. We are still in beta version. So there's a lot of things we need to fix. There's a lot of things we still need to implement before we go public. And any feedback is valuable. Great. So obviously it's you're looking for quality over quantity. Exactly. And I, lo I love that idea of revenue share. And uh, that's really a great incentive for people to offer really good information uh, to be a part of the community. And and right now you said it's uh, it's really it's in beta, but it's a, it's more of a freemium not, um, model. And uh, what do you expect down the road once once you release? Yes, uh, sometimes people get scared that we're going to lock the content once we get it into this uh, paywall as it's uh, but that's not the case we want to keep the content free forever but we will be introducing premium subscription to people who want to upgrade uh, the convenience features like uh, offline use on mobile devices uh, better filter and search functionalities uh, higher listing of their workshops if they are pro photographers and things like this uh, that matter to uh, people, but they're not necessary to use the platform. So the bottom line is uh, our platform will always be free and you will be able to use it for free to plan your photography. But if you want these convenience things, uh, we will appreciate if you subscribe to our premium plans. And uh, this is also the way how we can continue doing what we do yeah and i i there's uh you know that freemium model is uh it's a good business model and you know i i, I participate in a lot of uh i don't know apps or whatever subscriptions that are like that where you get it for free but i love to to pay and subscribe to a service that i know is doing good which uh you know, it certainly sounds like you are, especially with a portion of it going to the to the environment or charities, and uh, you know the the fact that you're you're looking for quality over quantity. And I I want to say people don't understand what goes into creating an app, especially one like this. And I've got an app that I created ten years ago. Um, it's called My Shot Lists for Travel, and it's uh, 
it's very simple compared to this one. And I, it took hundreds of hours of development and I can't imagine what's involved in something like this. So I want to support people like you. So I'm glad to, to contribute, to subscribe to a service that I know is doing good. And because I understand what's behind it. And a lot of times people just, you know, I'm just going free. I don't care. And, uh, but I want to support guys like you. So I appreciate that, Luca. Yes, Ralph, and I appreciate what you're uh, saying right now because it really is a hard work and we couldn't do it ourselves only. You know, it's not a free thing. Uh, we're building this for five years now with Snap Guides combined and everything that we paid, it's going out of our pockets, you know. It's not like we sure. would be some rich company like these big tech companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's uh, it's good to know, and I'm I'm so glad that uh, you're doing this great work, and um, love to give you a, a, a little bit of a platform here on the traveling image makers, and uh, we've got a, a great community of people ourselves that are right in the sweet spot. So, uh, listeners, if I can encourage you to check out photohound.co and join the community. And when, uh, you know, see if it's something that you'd like to contribute to. And uh, perhaps you know some of uh, some place very, very well. And uh, remember that there's a certain quality that they're looking for. Uh, and uh, I love that idea that you don't want to be the Google Maps because certainly we can all go to Google Maps. But this is true photography content that I think you're going to be more than willing to pay for because it's so valuable. Well, anything else you'd like to add, Luca, before we go? Anything uh, you got coming up that you want to tell us about? Well, I would just say, Ralph, uh, that I really appreciate appreciate your uh, invitation for this uh, podcast. I really uh, am following it since the last time I was a host, uh, guest, sorry. And uh, I enjoy listening to other photographers. And being part of this is really uh important to me so thank you oh my pleasure thank you for coming on the show and uh we can find your workshops at lucasenko.com is that right yes this is my personal website and i have links to everything uh to my workshops to photo hunt from there and maybe i'll just invite people to uh check out my youtube channel i just started vlogging i'm really passionate about it and with this corona lockdowns this is the only thing i can do right now because my business is out for a year probably so i'm really passionate about video nowadays and i just published my first vlog uh, a few days ago so that's a big step forward for me yeah and uh luca i watched it and it's fantastic you did a great job You look, you're great on camera. It's it's really good information. People check it out. Um, we'll certainly put a link to it here in the show notes. Um, and uh, so I wish you luck with that. It's something else that I'm working on during this lockdown and, and have been even before it. But now I've got a little bit more time. Seems like I'm busier than ever, though, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, you know how it feels. Right. Uh, Unfortunately, it's not creating a lot of income, but uh, I'm certainly filling up my time. But uh, I'm working on my own YouTube channel. Uh, It's it's, going to be 
very different than yours, but uh, also about uh, my mine's going to be about travel tips and photography tips and uh, things like that. And uh, people can find that at youtube.com slash C slash continental drifter. Uh, I know what's involved and, and I've been sort of uh, uh, holding off on launching because I, I know what's involved in committing to a weekly show, which is what mine, what I plan to do with mine. Uh, so, uh, but I think I'm, I'm definitely moving in the right direction and hopefully we'll get that launched in the next couple weeks. So thank you again, Luca, for being on the show and, uh, we'll make sure that everyone's got links to everything that you do, including our, our last episode, which again was episode 107, if you wanted to check that out. So, um, in closing, if you'd like to find out more about me, simply go to photoenrichment.com or alacampagna.com. You can find me on all the social media networks at Ralph Velasco and at Photo Enrichment. Uh, I've got uh, a lot of trips coming up, although who knows uh, what's going to happen with this COVID-19 and whether or not we'll be able to to uh, actually do these trips uh, in the near future. I'm still optimistic about the fall of 2020 but uh, uh, as every day goes by I'm not sure those uh, trips are going to happen so I might do some things more locally here in Chicago and the U.S. but uh, Luca where can people find you on uh, in the social media outlets? Uh, besides YouTube which is new I'm also on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter all the all big three yeah yeah, right. there's only one Luca Senko, fortunately, in this world, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of a kind. Fantastic. One is enough for this planet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. And you can always find information about Ugo at his uh, websites, uh, ucphoto.me, and uh, here on the ttim.photo website where we have links to everything. So, uh Please go into iTunes, make sure you give us a, a review and uh, a star rating, hopefully four or five stars, because we uh, it really helps us to be found by other people like yourselves, spread the word, share our, our episodes, and uh, let's get out and shoot. <laughs>